Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Mary Morris with The Mary Morris Show. And I would like to bring on to you um, David Harrington. He has been a great resource for me over the years with reverse mortgage knowledge. And um, I think that is something that a lot of people uh, have heard maybe some bad things about reverse mortgage, and I would like him to uh, bring out what the benefits are, what kind of group of people it's best for, um, what his favorite programs might be, and maybe uh, debunk some of these myths that are out there on what reverse mortgages are. So welcome to the group, David. He is with the Heckam Group, so welcome. Well, thank you, Mary. I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, well, thanks for coming. Um, okay, so let's just kind of talk about what a reverse mortgage is for people. So maybe they don't even really know what that is. Perfect. Great question. Comes up all the time because there is a lot of misconceptions out there. First and foremost, a reverse mortgage loan. It's what it stands for. It's a loan. It's a unique loan because it has attributes that no other loans currently offer. First of all, it's limited to those borrowers who are at least 62 years of age or older. And a reverse mortgage, believe it or not, can be used as a refinance or a purchase. We can talk about the purchase some other time if you'd like. And what makes it so unique is a reverse mortgage allows older homeowners to access normally their largest non-performing asset, which is their home. And it gives them flexibility on how they can use the money, because they can use it for anything they choose. But it also gives them options on how they can take the money out. You can get a lump sum at closing. You can have fixed payments sent to you on a monthly basis over time or for the entire time you live in the home. Or simply establish a line of credit, which can be used at any time in the future. The nice thing about it is the reverse mortgage is, since it is a loan, the funds that you use are non-taxable. Once again, you can use them for any purpose. And because it's an FHA-insured loan, access to funds can never be canceled or frozen anytime in the future unless you sell or permanently move out of the home. So you've got access to funds regardless of what future real estate values do, unlike standard lines of credit, which the banks has limitations. And should you see a downturn, maybe some people listening were around in 8 and 9 and may have had a line of credit on their home that was frozen by their bank. FHA ensures this cannot happen. Kind of unique And that's a benefit. Yeah. Yeah. That is a major benefit. There's no risk going forward should real estate values go below what it started when you got the loan or even below the current loan value. Now, um, and they and they don't have to have a mortgage payment, right? There's no mortgage that payment. That is correct. There is no okay. mandatory mortgage payment of any kind. And just to be clear, because you own a home, you still have liabilities and obligations. So you still must always pay your property taxes insurance, maintain the home, and if there's any HOAs associated, those are also be required, and those are called mandatory property charges. So other than those, which you're currently paying now, whether you have a loan or not, 
There's no minimum or maximum mandatory monthly or quarterly or annually payment required. However, some people do choose to make payments periodically to minimize the growth on their loan amount. Okay. And um, now you had mentioned that this is for people 62 and over. Um, does that mean both spouses have to be, or if, if it is a husband and wife, do they both have to be 62? Can one be younger? Um, and what would kind of be, can you run through some examples of pe- maybe people you've just dealt with this year um, on who is using this and what they're using it for? Okay. Well, to answer your first question, at least one borrower must be 62 years of age or older. They obviously can be 62 and 72, <clears throat> pardon me, but they can also be 62 and 52, as long as one okay. borrower is eligible. Predominantly three reasons why clients approach me or their financial advisors approach me and say, how can we help our client moving forward? And so the three basic uses of the loan that my clients have experienced is I'm later on in retirement, I'm still maintaining a mortgage. And based upon life changes, I have additional expenses that come to play. And so they use the reverse mortgage to simply pay off their existing mortgage, which they're required to make monthly payments on, and swap that for a reverse mortgage, which does not require any many, uh, monthly mandatory payments. So therefore, the principal and interest payments they were making prior no longer exist. And so all that becomes now cash flow that can be used for other purposes. Okay. The second item that people will use reverse mortgage for, um, that my clients have used it, is to generate a monthly income plan. And how that's done is simply your loan is have a small loan or no loan at all, and the clients are looking to create income. And so they can establish a specific dollar amount that they would like to receive per month or an amount that's calculated for them that would go for what they call a tenure for the term of the loan, which means as long as they live in the home as their primary residence, then they'll receive those payments every month into the future until they move out of the home or sell the home. The last line, which actually has multiple benefits, is establishing a line of credit. And this is what makes, among other things, a reverse mortgage probably the most unique product that's available to anybody, particularly to a residential homeowner, is the line of credit is established. And like one if at the bank you go get a standard home equity line of credit, it has a fixed dollar amount in the beginning. It requires you to make monthly payments there throughout that time, interest only. And then in about 10 years, you start a full repayment of the loan. Well, the reverse mortgage starts out with an initial balance, of course, but if you do not use the loan, I mean, you're not drawing from that line of credit, the actual line of credit will grow each month based on its current interest rate. And so if you started out with a 250000 line of credit today, in about 11 or 12 years, if you haven't pulled any or drawn any funds, that line of credit would have access to almost a half a million dollars And think about that. You're 62 now. You're probably working, probably relatively healthy, and don't need the money. But 10 years, 12 years down the road, things may have changed. You may no longer be working and may need access to capital. And now you've established 
a line of credit that's grown larger than what it started with, and you have access to it, non-taxable funds, and can never be canceled regarding future real estate values. So it's a real fantastic safety net, and there's also uh, other strategies we can talk about at a different time, particularly from a, a financial advisor perspective and how those clients can use both their retirement funds and a line of credit to continually moving on into retirement years. Right. Well, that sounds fantastic. I hadn't, uh, I, I, I didn't realize that. And um, now, with that, that little comment that you just had on the one that grows, um, does that have anything to do with what the value of your property is? So you know, because how, how the market goes up and down. So maybe in ten years or twelve years, that property, that property hasn't doubled. So does that make any difference based off of what you're eligible for? Absolutely not. Because the program is insured through the FHA, it guarantees access to those funds. And even if the values go down below what the original appraisal value was, or even if they go below what your current active loan balance is, if your line of credit has half a million dollars of value, you'll have access to the full value at any point in time in the future, subject to Make sure you're paying your property taxes, insurance, and maintenance, and you still live in the home as your primary residence. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Um, Now, let's kind of talk about how much people can take out. Um, From what I'm understanding, it's not like if someone did a refinance or a cash-out refinance. They might be able to take out um, 60, 70, 80% of their value of their home. This is different, right? Absolutely. The reverse mortgage is based upon really three points of how the loan is calculated. The first one is the youngest borrower or youngest person on the loan. So if you're 62, we'll start with that. The older you get, everything else being equal, the little larger loan you'd be able to obtain. It's also based upon the appraised value at the time and the interest rate that you're currently working with. And the algorithm that HUD has created establishes, realistically, if you're 62, everything being equal currently, you're going to start at about a 40% loan-to-value, somewhere in that ballpark. So it is on the lower side, so you can't get an 80% loan on a reverse mortgage in the beginning. Okay. But it's designed that way so it secures as much equity for you in the future, either to access, if needed, or your state would inherit the home upon you know, the, uh, the passing of all borrowers and leaving as much money to them as possible. Okay, right. And, um, you know, it, like you said, and to hopefully not have an issue with the value being less than what you owe and um, still having a property to be able to, to give to heirs and stuff later. Absolutely. Um, oh, okay, so oh, that it, makes uh, sense. So the, Go, Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, that's one of the things that comes up is, well, what happens at the end? <laughs> uh, what happens yeah. to my property? Does the bank get it? And No, the bank does not want your, your property, just like any lender does not want their property. They just want to get repaid what's owed. And so okay. you always maintain title to your property, whether it's as an individual or hopefully in a trust, so it can successfully pass to your heirs, uh, avoiding probate with the trust, and maximizing the dollars to the heirs and access uh, to the equity in the home, should they should they choose to sell it? Okay. Well, good. Yeah, because that I know was a 
a big red flag for people years ago, or even just a couple years ago. They were saying, oh, no, they can take your house, and, um, and I'm and, glad you're bringing that up because they can't. That, that is true. However, it's only true if you don't pay your property taxes, don't pay your insurance, maintain the property, or don't. Or just like like any other loan, like you know. Well, see, that's it. It's just like every other loan in that respect, and that's one of the things that somehow, over the years, it's got um, misinformation had gotten out there. But yes, you can actually be foreclosed on it with the reverse mortgage for the very same reasons you can be forced forced uh, foreclosed upon on your standard mortgage that you have. You still have obligations under the terms of the loan. Okay. Because when you sell your house today, you have to pay off your existing lender, right? Same thing happens with the reverse mortgage. (laughs) That's true, yeah. And just because it's government, um, you know, guaranteed or insured, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you Mm -hmm. still have obligations to pay that off. Okay. Um, All right. So uh, I think you kind of mentioned that um, some of the products that you like, but let's kind of go into those a little bit. Maybe do you have a favorite use? Um, for what you um, are seeing out there, something that maybe is starting to come around a little bit more that you see people using this your product for? Um, is there any anything out there? Yes, absolutely. There, first of all, there's two types of FHA HICMs, home equity conversion mortgages. There's the fixed and then the variable. And the fixed rate is what it is. It's a fixed rate for the term of the loan. And that's when you get the money all at once, a one-time close. So whatever you qualify at the beginning, whatever works, that's the money you get. And then the loan still continues to grow, but no more access to funds. The variable products actually have a line of credit attached to them, which allows you to use some money up front if you chose or have access to a line of credit or take the monthly payments. So it really depends on each borrower is unique and different and their circumstances are so when we counsel our clients it's really a matter of determining what expectations do you have where are you now and in all fairness what happens if something were to change in the future what loan would provide you with the most options and usually through their financial advisor they discuss how they best would use the funds or just let the line of credit sit there for future use because no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow my gosh, not even not considering 10 years down the road, what the financial situation may look like in the family, what the health situation may look like in the family. So people will use them as a strategy. And one thing that's, I want to make sure I'm very clear on is when you use the line of credit option, you can make changes to how you receive your money in the future. It is an amazing product that's so flexible. So let's just say, for example, someone said, all I need is $1,000 a month. That'll just make my life so much better. I have no mortgage payments. I'm getting income. And then several years down the road, something happens, uh, an event that needs twenty-five dollars or $50,000. As long as you have access on your line of credit, you can take a lump sum at any time in the future, do what you need to do with that, and the bank will automatically recalculate how long that either that $1,000 a month will last or you can make no payments. So, no, this will solve my issues for right now. Thank you very much. 
and that's you handle that with the servicing company at the time and you call up you do a small service fee about $25 i believe currently and you can change your program in the future that for as long incredible. as you can. it is fabulous and another thing that can happen this is again depending on the circumstances for each client is maybe they may realize they may have an inheritance coming in, in the future or got lucky and won the big lotto for a while right they then can on that line of credit, can pay it down to about a $100 balance, that's the minimum, and then reestablish the growth on that line of credit. Once again, it's still insured through the FHA. It can't be cancelable, and the funds are still tax-free when you use them. So there's so many options that people could do based on estate planning, realizing other events, positive events, could happen to give them more flexibility and more access to the loan down the road. Well, you know, I think that that is something that definitely is coming around more, um, especially with the people who are all living longer now. People are retiring. You know, this is more of a retirement kind of package or program. And, um, you know, people are retiring and living 30 years as opposed or to longer. only living, you know, <laughs> or longer. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we have to have alternatives to how we're going to be making our money and bringing income in. And I think that this is, a, we're going to, you and I, are, we're going to be having another conversation on this, in particular that type of program, again, yep. because I think it's something that's coming around big time. Yeah, there's a great step strategy, which the financial advisors are really appreciating uh, learning about. And it's about the financial terms, so I'll it's about mitigating portfolio volatility. And really what that oh, means okay. is if you've got money in, and we'll, this is a long subject, but real quick, if you've got access to X amount of money in your 401K, it's subject to market conditions every day. And sometimes we have up markets, and sometimes we have down markets. So the asset, the principal balance, may fluctuate on an annualized basis. Hopefully it's going up. But you also remember, usually in retirement, you're also taking at least a minimum mandatory distributions or a specific dollar amount because that's what you did it for. You built up this portfolio when you were in your younger working years, so in the later non-working years, you could draw from it. And there's a combination Mm -hmm. of what the advisors do is between the portfolio access versus the line of credit access and using the money in different years depending on what the markets are doing. So it's a great strategy for those looking to maximize their options and, more importantly, end up leaving more to their estate down the road. It's uh, it's quite interesting, and that's something that will take a little bit longer to explain, but we can have another time to chat about that. And definitely we will because, um, you know, I think that that's, that's something that people need to understand and um, maybe bring into their their retirement programs and things like that. Um, It definitely should be on the table for discussion, that's for sure. It should be, yes, most definitely. Um, Okay, so one last question is, you know, there's been some myths about the reverse mortgage, and one that you kind of um, hit upon was, you know, what happens at the end? You know, Mm -hmm. can they just take the property? Well, if it was um, just your regular situation where you're not paying your property taxes or your HOA or, or something like that, um, insurance, then yes, that can be taken away. But um, what are some of the other myths where, um, you know, at at the end, your 
I guess your heirs don't get the house or, um, you know, the, the owner is kicked out of the house, things like that. What are you, well, can we? I haven't experienced that. Um, but in theory, what happens is people say, well, what happens to my equity at the end? What happens is, and let's say it's five or 10 years, 20 years down the road, um, no, none of the borrowers are currently alive. And so hopefully it's in a trust the property transfers to the successor trustees or the heirs, all right? At that point in okay. time, just like your regular house, is the estate predominantly sells the property because most of my clients, I've got kids in different states, I've got three or four different family, uh, uh, siblings, no one's really in a position to either buy everybody out under normal circumstances, so they end up selling the home. At which point they would do, they'd sell the home, they'd pay their closing costs, and then pay off the loan, Whatever's left over is divided among the heirs. But here's another fabulous aspect about the reverse mortgage loan that's insured through FHA. All FHA reverse mortgage loans, whether it's based on a purchase or a refinance, are what they refer to as non-recourse loans, which means, and here's an example, let's say you borrowed the property and you had it for years and your loan balance was 500000 But based on some recessionary periods and real estate markets have dropped, the house appraises for four. Two things can happen. Yeah, things can happen. They say, look, we're upside down. Here's the keys. Thank you very much. Or, but the difference is the bank will accept at the time of sale up to 95% of the appraised value. Let's just call it simple math. It's You owe 500000 it's only worth four. The bank will allow the estate to sell the property, and because the FHA insurance is implied over the life of the loan, the estate or the heirs have no recourse. The bank cannot come after them for that shortage on the loan. So that hundred thousand dollars. So that's not dollars, considered income. That's not considered. No, it's not considered debt at all. No. Oh, debt. No, it, okay. The, the bank will take over the four hundred thousand. However, if the heirs wanted to purchase it themselves. They could buy it at the four hundred thousand, even though the current loan is higher. They sell the option of paying it at market value at that point in time. So they have the option oh, of purchasing do. the property market time, or just selling it and no have no further liability on the existing lien. That's what the FHA non-recourse provides the safety net for the heirs. Okay, well that's fantastic. Um, it really it seems like um, they've kind of come around and really cleaned up this program a lot uh, over the years. They've made, they've made a lot of changes. Now, the recourse has been in play, but what's really happened is, and I'll just one last comment. I know you, you have got to go, but the difference in today's versus even three or four years ago, when there was a non-borrowing spouse, which means one of the spouses, or non-eligible spouse, excuse me, was younger than 62, that's when some people, because the older person had passed, that grandma was not able to maintain the home because she wasn't on the loan, and now it's due and payable. Those rules have all changed. Now, oh. if 162 and 155, if the older borrower passes, as long as they were married at the time and lived in the property at the time, they now get to stay in the home the duration of their life or until the property is sold. So there's a lot of improvements that have really taken place that unfortunately still aren't getting out there enough 
to make sure the public's aware of those. So I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, well, you're welcome. And um, thank you so much for, uh, you know, starting to kind of bring that out to light. And I hope the people that are listening to this show, um, you know, start thinking about maybe using this program for themselves or wondering if this would be a good program for them. And um, now, how can people get a hold of you um, if they do have questions or want to discuss this further on their own um, situation? Absolutely. Well, my direct line here at the office is 949-861-4910. Or if you prefer, via email, it's david, D-A-V-I-D, at, and I'll spell this out, the, T-H-E, Heckam. H E C M group G R O U P dot com. And I'm happy to answer any uh, listeners' questions via phone or email, whatever's convenient for them. And it usually starts with a conversation, and then they can build from there to see how it might be of benefit to them or how they can implement it in addition to their current retirement strategy. Right. Well, thank you very much, David. And um, people that are listening, I do have all of his contact information on the show notes, so you'll see that in there, and you can uh, contact David as well through that. And uh, again, I thank you so much for the information, and I can't wait to have you back so we can start talking about some of these unique programs a little bit more in detail and how they can benefit people. Mary, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on today. Have a great day. You're welcome. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 